You're listening to the weekly Bible lesson from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, Plainfield, New Jersey, the United States of America. This is the lesson for Sunday, April 11, 2021. Subject, Are Sin, Disease, and Death Real? The golden text is from Psalms. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. The responsive reading is also from Psalms. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. I will read from the Bible. Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Psalm He that is our God is the God of salvation. And unto God the Lord belong the issues from death. John Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple. And all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery, And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery, in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down, and with his finger wrote on the ground, as though he heard them not. 
So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go, and sin no more. Romans Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lusts thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. John. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents? that he was born blind. Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground, and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay, and said unto him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seeing. Matthew. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets, I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, Till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. Acts And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. 
and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes, both of men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks, and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed, every one. And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow and continued his speech until midnight. And there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together. And there sat in a window a certain young man named Eutychus, being fallen into a deep sleep. And as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep and fell down from the third loft and was taken up dead. And Paul went down and fell on him, and embracing him said, Trouble not yourselves, for his life is in him. When he therefore was come up again, and had broken bread and eaten, and talked a long while, even till break of day, so he departed And they brought the young man alive, and were not a little comforted. Why should it be thought a thing incredible with you, that God should raise the dead? Luke, for with God nothing shall be impossible. I shall now read correlative passages from the Christian Science Textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. All that is made is the work of God, and all is good. Deity was satisfied with his work. How could he be otherwise, since the spiritual creation was the outgrowth the emanation of his infinite self-containment and immortal wisdom. Everything good or worthy, God made. Whatever is valueless or baneful, he did not make. Hence, it's unreality. In the science of Genesis, we read that he saw everything which he had made, and behold, It was very good. The corporeal senses declare otherwise. And if we give the same heed to the history of error as to the records of truth, the scriptural record of sin and death favors the false conclusion of the material senses. Sin, sickness, and death must be deemed as devoid of reality 
as they are of good. God. Sickness, sin, and death, being inharmonious, do not originate in God, nor belong to his government. His law, rightly understood, destroys them. Jesus furnished proofs of these statements. The physical healing of Christian science results now, as in Jesus' time, from the operation of divine principle, before which sin and disease lose their reality in human consciousness and disappear as naturally and as necessarily as darkness gives place to light and sin to reformation. Now, as then, these mighty works are not supernatural, but supremely natural. They are the sign of Emmanuel, or God with us, a divine influence ever-present in human consciousness and repeating itself, coming now as was promised aforetime, to preach deliverance to the captives of sense and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Instead of God sending sickness and death, he destroys them and brings to light immortality. Omnipotent and infinite mind made all and includes all. This mind does not make mistakes and subsequently correct them. God does not cause man to sin, to be sick, or to die. It is impossible that man should lose aught that is real when God is all and eternally his. The notion that mind is in matter and that the so-called pleasures and pains, the birth, sin, sickness, and death of matter are real is a mortal belief. And this belief is all that will ever be lost. The science of being reveals man as perfect even as the Father is perfect, because the soul or mind of the spiritual man is God, the divine principle of all being. And because this real man is governed by soul instead of sense, by the law of spirit, not by the so-called laws of matter. Evil is not supreme. Good is not helpless. Nor are the so-called laws of matter primary and the law of spirit secondary. Without this lesson, we lose sight of the perfect father or the divine principle of man. Jesus never spoke of disease as dangerous or as difficult to heal. 
When his students brought to him a case they had failed to heal, he said to them, O faithless generation, implying that the requisite power to heal was in mind. He prescribed no drugs, urged no obedience to material laws, but acted in direct disobedience to them. Jesus beheld in science the perfect man, who appeared to him where sinning mortal man appears to mortals. In this perfect man, the Savior saw God's own likeness, and this correct view of man healed the sick. Divine truth, life, and love gave Jesus authority over sin, sickness, and death. His mission was to reveal the science of celestial being, to prove what God is and what he does for man. Our Master taught no mere theory, doctrine, or belief. It was the divine principle of all real being which he taught and practiced. To hold yourself superior to sin because God made you superior to it and governs man is true wisdom. To fear sin is to misunderstand the power of love and the divine science of being in man's relation to God. To doubt his government and distrust his omnipotent care. To hold yourself superior to sickness and death is equally wise and is in accordance with divine science. To fear them is impossible when you fully apprehend God and know that they are no part of his creation. Our master cast out devils, evils, and healed the sick. It should be said of his followers also that they cast fear and all evil out of themselves and others and heal the sick. God will heal the sick through man whenever man is governed by God. Truth casts out error now as surely as it did 19 centuries ago. If sickness is true, or the idea of truth, you cannot destroy sickness, and it would be absurd to try then classify sickness and error as our master did when he spoke of the sick whom Satan hath bound and find a sovereign antidote for error in the life-giving power of truth acting on human belief, a power which opens the prison doors to such as are bound and sets the captive free physically and morally. 
When the illusion of sickness or sin tempts you, cling steadfastly to God and his idea. Allow nothing but his likeness to abide in your thought. Instead of blind and calm submission to the incipient or advanced stages of disease, rise in rebellion against them. Suffer no claim of sin or of sickness to grow upon the thought. Dismiss it with an abiding conviction that it is illegitimate, because you know that God is no more the author of sickness than he is of sin. You have no law of his to support the necessity either of sin or sickness but you have divine authority for denying that necessity and healing the sick. Mind is the master of the corporeal senses and can conquer sickness, sin, and death. Exercise this God-given authority. Take possession of your body and govern its feeling and action. Rise in the strength of spirit to resist all that is unlike good. God has made man capable of this, and nothing can vitiate the ability and power divinely bestowed on man. I will now read the three daily duties. From the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy. Daily Prayer It shall be the duty of every member of this church to pray each day, Thy kingdom come. Let the reign of divine truth, life, and love be established in me and rule out of me all sin. And may thy word enrich the affections of all mankind and govern them. A rule for motives and acts. Neither animosity nor mere personal attachment should impel the motives or acts of the members of the Mother Church. In science... Divine love alone governs man, and a Christian scientist reflects the sweet amenities of love in rebuking sin, in true brotherliness, charitableness, and forgiveness. The members of this church should daily watch and pray to be delivered from all evil, from prophesying, judging, condemning, counseling, influencing, or being influenced erroneously. Alertness to Duty It shall be the duty of every member of this church to defend himself daily against aggressive mental suggestion and not be made to forget nor to neglect his duty to God 
to his leader, and to mankind. By his works he shall be judged, and justified, or condemned. And from Science and Health, Christian scientists, be a law to yourselves that mental malpractice cannot harm you, either when asleep or when awake. This Bible lesson was prepared by the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. It is comprised of scriptural quotations from the King James Bible and correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. For more information, please visit our website, plainfieldcs.com. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.